0: listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette.
1: And I'm Mary Jo Tumare.
0: Hey, Mary, I I was just on uh, Facebook, a social media site, and this is not a conversation I was in But I made a mistake and I glanced at it. And they were talking about election fraud and all the things related uh, to this. And one guy honestly said, well, I don't know why all you Democrats don't believe this, don't accept it. Remember what Mayor Daley did to Nixon and caused John Kennedy to win the election in 1960. Now, first I thought, That was 60 years ago. But in addition, uh, I kind of know a little bit about that, and I went back to check my my facts. You know, that's largely urban myth. Uh, First, the idea that uh, Kennedy won the election because of Illinois, that's not true. If he had lost Illinois, he still won the election. He would have had to lose both Illinois and Texas. Now, I guess somebody could say, well, Lyndon Johnson stole Texas. No, no, no. Kennedy won that by a landslide. It was not close at all. It was close in Illinois, but that whole story that uh, uh, Daley held back the votes uh, until he knew how many he had to have, that's just not borne out by facts. NBC reported most of Cook County by about 8.30 that, that evening. So, I, I mean, I was thinking about all this, because yesterday we heard the conspiracy theories of all conspiracy theories let loose by none other than Rudy Giuliani. Did you hear it?
1: (laughs) I did not. I'm sorry to say that I missed it. We were in the car and listening to music instead. And um, so I, I got home last night and I you know, turned on the television and everyone was abuzz with both his physical failings or that is his hair failures. But more importantly, I think for our discussion, um, how wacky it was and how out there it was. But on the other hand, John, that there are people, serious or not, who think that... um, how do I say this exactly, that think it's okay to seriously discuss overturning the the, um, rightly cast ballots of American citizens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you and I, I think, have kind of discounted this a little bit in our conversations. But an attorney for... President uh, Trump went on television, and I'm sorry, I'm going to grapple a little bit for her name. She's one of this group of five. Uh, She's one of the ones that appears on Fox all the time. And she simply said directly, what we need to do is overturn the votes in those four or five states and let the Electoral College pick the person that in her mind rightfully should be winning this this election, so I mean, they're saying it, and you know how this president, like if Daly had uh, been part of rigging that election, he would have been quiet about it. <laughs> but but Donald Trump is, and his people are never quiet about it.
1: They just say it out loud. Yeah, they telegraph what they've intended. They intend to do, and they have been telegraphing this. Yeah, all year long, actually, this was the plan, you know, whether they knew they were going to lose, or at least they knew there was a possibility they were going to lose. They've not been shy about saying, if we can't win in the courts, we'll win at the electoral college. So again, the cynicism of it to me is just overwhelming and, and baffling. So I get why Trump, because he's a big baby, he doesn't want to leave. But what is up with Rudy Giuliani? I mean, how is it that he is he has fallen so far over these many years? The other thing about Trump that's interesting, and Giuliani now is his henchman, is they're like mob bosses. And we've talked about this before. But Trump calling those two, um, what are they called, those two people in Michigan who were— yeah. They are uh, uh, not electors, but no, but they're
0: like on the election commission. Yes.
1: Yeah. Commissioners or something. And then he calls them and she's and the woman says, well, he just called to see how I was doing. This is so like my bossy talk, you know, like the Don calls you and says, how's it going? Because I know you're getting a little, you know, flack uh, from the from the cops about your cleaning business. And then he calls the Michigan Um, top Republican legislators to D.C. today to just have a little meeting with them, a little sit down, put the pressure on them. Because can you imagine being the state senator of the state of Michigan and you think you're like, you know, a big deal, but you know you're not. Going into the White House and having Trump put pressure on you about what to do, this to me feels criminal. Well, it
0: does. And we can put it in terms we've talked about before that Michael Cohen uh, explained to us of how Trump works, that he won't directly ask for anything. Everything reads behind the lines. So I I am I'm picturing these uh, Michigan state legislators, state senator uh, coming into the White House. Wow, they got a ticket and they got to fly all the way to Washington, D.C. They're going to the White House. Usually they have to buy a ticket for that for them and their family. They're brought in with the president and the president says, I know you're going to be on my side, right? Yes, sir. I, I know you're going to stick with me. Yes, sir. I know I can count on you. Yes, sir. This has been a great conversation. And out they go. But they understand full well what he wants them to do.
1: So I've been thinking about what should be the consequences for this. And as you know, I've always been hesitant to start any kind of criminal prosecution, particularly on the federal level against Trump, because I think it's distracting. But after yesterday, I'm thinking about what could happen and the continued chaos that we're going to have up through at least December Fourteenth and maybe longer. I'm wondering if the right, if the right thing to do for the country wouldn't be for the Justice Department to initiate criminal a criminal complaint against Trump and um, Giuliani, maybe not, and Lindsey Graham for interfe- for election interference. Because and even if that takes time, we should be dealing with other things. Because what Trump has done since, let's even say since the day that the networks called it for Biden, is he is damaging the heart and the soul of democracy, this great gift and experiment that we um, are living and have been given by our forefathers. Um, And there have to be some consequences for that, John. So I don't care, you know, his taxes and... Ben, I was going to say Benghazi. That's how crazy I am. Yeah. You know, um, all the other stuff about Ukraine. Okay, let that go. But this thing goes to the very heart of who we are as a people. And there should be consequences for it. Or the next guy's going to try it.
0: Yeah. Are, are you suggesting that Bill Barr's Justice Department do this? Or this will be later?
1: Well, that will be later. Because there's no way that... Um, that Barr would do that. But what would be wrong with Biden signaling right now that he, even though he doesn't want to get involved in all the other crazy stuff that Trump has done, that this grievous injury to our constitutional framework is criminal and that he will instruct the Justice Department to investigate it?
0: You know, and he maybe only would need the beginning of that sentence. Just in, you know, one of his thoughtful moments saying, yeah, it's terrible. And I think some of these actions could be criminal. Everybody would read into that. That's all we would need to know. Exactly.
1: And everyone would know it was Trump and and Graham he's talking about. Because what Graham did was as bad, as trying to strong arm Georgia, Is what Trump continues to intend to do. Starting with Michigan, and the next target is Pennsylvania. And can you imagine come the 20, you know, the 14th of December when you've got these electors in there? This has happened before in what was it, 1876 or something like that during Reconstruction. It's happened before. But one advantage 1876 had is they didn't have 24-hour news and they didn't have social media. And this thing is totally whipped up. A friend of mine sent me something her brother had sent her, and it was just from OAN, of all places, but it was so crazy, and it was so out there. I thought, wow, this is so unhealthy for our democracy, very unhealthy.
0: And I want to ask you about that. I do have to tell you, by the way, uh, our crack ST research uh, group here has just handed me the lawyer I was trying to think of, Trump's attorney, is a woman named Sydney Powell, and here's specifically what Sidney Powell said, quote, "We're preparing to overturn the results of the election in multiple states. Now that's kind of saying it out loud, I think yeah, right mm-hmm. uh let's can we game it out a little bit? What if uh Pennsylvania, because I think Pennsylvania has to be part of any scenario like this. Pennsylvania and two other states, Michigan and, I don't know, let's throw in Arizona in that. If it were to happen that the elect, or that the state legislature says, uh, we just don't think we had an honest uh, election, we can't trust it, and we're going to send the uh, different slate of electors, sufficient that the Electoral College then does in fact vote for Donald Trump. Game me out here, Batman. What happens?
1: Wow. I mean, I don't see that Biden has any choice but to file probably directly with the Supreme Court. I don't know what kind of extraordinary writ that would be. And then it's up to the Supreme Court to make the decision about whether or not the states could do that, could send. Because this is my understanding, John, is that they'd have to change their own rules that already exist to vote to to support electors that do not represent the popular vote. So then, that I, I don't know this. I'm really just making this up, but it makes sense to me that the the legal issue then before the Supreme Court is can. Without a change in legislation, can the legislators change their the rules? I, I think that's right I, yeah
0: I well i I think you're right and and I want to get a a finer point on that. The constitution says that the state legislatures may choose the way uh, in which their electors are chosen and, and sent sent on that is not saying. They get to choose the electors. They get to choose the way. And it seems to me that once you've chosen the way is an election, like you just had an election, you can't come back and say, I'm going to choose another way. No, we can't switch that. Nor can you take 150 years of uh, history and say, no, let's just, just change that. I'm not a Supreme Court justice, but that's just... You know, to do that and to do it specifically for the sake of one man and one party. I can't imagine how that could be justified.
1: I can't imagine that either. And, you know, even if there were a couple votes for that, let's say Thomas and Alito, it's very hard for me to imagine even the new justices, even the Trump justices doing that. It's That's why I think most people are relatively... Calm about this, actually, because they're like, "Eh, "It's never going to happen," and that's why I think you have some protesting. I guess there was some protest outside the White House today when the Michigan uh, legislators went in, but people have haven't taken to the streets. I think most people think, "Oh, it's going to work its way out. It's just Trump. We forgive him so much, John. It's unbelievable." But we think, "Ah, he's just." a baby and he's doing this but in the end of the day it'll work itself out and if there are glitches because of the transition uh well we've survived those before that's how i think most people feel they think it's both funny like the rudy giuliani thing is ridiculous and um trump's an idiot you know what i mean that's what the conversation i'm not talking about like crazy social media oan I think that's the average American like, uh, oh, well, it'll all be over in a couple months. So let's not worry about it.
0: It is. And I think all that's true. And my only caution about it is that just a little more than four years ago, we all said it is impossible that Donald Trump gets elected. I remember a Saturday Night Live uh, skit with Kate McKinnon, I think, as Hillary (laughs) just laughing at the possibility that he might be elected. The last four years have kind of convinced us that the craziest stuff can happen.
1: It's true. And I know we're almost out of time. We're going to take a little bit of, you know, pundit prerogative here for a couple more minutes, because one of the things that I've been thinking about is if you call, if Biden at some point, Maybe closer to the inauguration of this stuff is still going on, or let's say you get past the electoral college, right, and it's still going on, and Biden calls a meeting of John Roberts, Nancy Pelosi, and Mitch McConnell, because then you have the three leaders of the of Article One and Article Three, and then he's the putative leader of Article Two. Our top constitutional um, officers and get them in a room together and say, okay, guys, we're going to make a joint statement. I don't care what Obama says, and I don't care what anybody else says. The four of us owe it to the future of this country to make a statement and stop this.
0: I think you're right. And uh, I think they might turn to uh, Senator-elect Tommy Tuberville, who famously (laughs) said, "We, we have three branches of government, the Senate, the Congress, and the President. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: No, Tommy. I, oh, All my right.
1: Lord. Yeah, I got to
0: right. go, go and do some spray on hair dye.
1: Yeah, we didn't even get to that because it's too no.
0: ridiculous. All Talk. right, bye. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.